Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. It is now Friday, December the 20th, 2019. Welcome into The Grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. The countdown to the end of the year is upon us here. Just 11 days before we usher in a brand new decade, a brand new year, 2020. Uh, When you look at it here, that means we got 11 days, guys, to right a few wrongs here. If you're looking to get into that uh, plus column there uh, when it was all said and done, uh, definitely no better time for you to do it than these next 11 days as bowl season begins today, week 16 of the NFL season. Uh, Tomorrow, that will hit three games in the NFL, getting ready, not to mention countless uh, NBA games and, of course, College hoop games alive and well. Huge night last night uh, in the NBA, certainly from uh, not from a sheer numbers standpoint. There weren't uh, 9, 10, 11 games. No, there were four games, but two of them featured three of the best teams in the NBA, both in the Eastern and Western Conference. And there was plenty of excitement surrounding it. And oh, yeah, the Atlanta Hawks played. But nobody really cares about that. Anyway, so what we've got, uh, what we've got, in the NBA moving forward is that cutoff date. And we always like to do this where December comes. We always look to that Christmas day because that really signifies certainly to betters that there's what happens prior to Christmas. There's what happens afterwards. And we got a great slate of games on Christmas. So it's not like we won't uh, be without any sort of uh, action uh, to be able to uh, get our uh, get our inner degenerate flowing there on Christmas. We certainly will. Uh, but there are coming up right now. This is a good measuring stick. This is a point of the season where some teams are actually going to say, all right, who are we? What are we? Uh, what is our identity? Are we getting better? Are we getting worse? Trade deadline. What's going to happen there? Contenders, pretenders. And last night, there was no two better games on uh, the card than what the Lakers and Bucks provided us, as well as the Clippers and Houston. And in the, in that early game, Everybody was watching that line looking for the unibrow. Would he be there? Would he not be there? They had just lost a couple of nights ago to the Pacers. They were, he didn't play in that game. Would he, wouldn't he? Well, the line hovered around four, four and a half all day for the Milwaukee Bucks until that announcement came. Two things happened. Once around five o'clock that they came out and said he is active, the line went down. That Laker public money came rolling right in, moved it down to about three and a half. There were even a couple of threes out there. And then the total continued to rise. And the total uh, was all the way up around 226, 226 and a half. And the problem with both of those things is, and this is perception reality, while both of these teams have stars, pure stars there, and obviously the Greek freak and AD and LeBron, Yes, they can score. Absolutely, they can score at the best of them. But I think what often goes underlooked, Dane, is how good defensively both Anthony Davis is and what he brings to that defense of the Lakers. And my word, the depth and and how they brought it 
and just completely stifled the Lakers last night to the tune of just 17 points, their lowest output in the first quarter this year. Um, yeah, Giannis can score. They can all score. But, man, defense astounding last night by the Milwaukee Bucks, a team on a mission who just lost a game after winning 18 in a row. Yeah, they're like, no, no, no losing streak for us. We're back at it. Tackling down LeBron. And LeBron and AD, they brought it last. Well, they were trying to bring it. Just not enough depth, man. And I think that's uh, that's a big lesson to uh, to learn moving forward. This team can bring anybody off the bench and not skip a beat. Milwaukee's dangerous, Dane. Yeah. Morning, Joe, first of all. Obviously, good morning, Joe. Good morning, degenerates here. Uh, let's cock a doodle. Do it. You know, one of the things, and this has been the thing with the Bucks and Giannis, right? We saw in the playoffs mm-hmm. that it was that supporting cast that – you know, when they got bounced ultimately with Toronto, they they weren't shooting yep. well. And it became clear that if you, you know, do everything possible to take Giannis away, where do they go? It then became on guys like Middleton, on, you know, uh, the Lopez brothers, you know, on guys like mm-hmm. Ilya Sova, you know, and, and those guys couldn't deliver. If they have that bench and if there's, you know, they're able to leverage, you know, Giannis out of double teams, still doing his things. Yes, they will be incredibly dangerous. I look at the Lakers, right? And you know, you got AD, you know, you got LeBron. Uh, there's other guys mm-hmm. like a green, like a Kuzma when he comes back. But then what we've been, you know, we've been extolling like <laughs> Dwight Howard, right? You right. know, as a potential person. Um, and a lot of the teams we are talking about, look at why we love the Clippers. We talk about Lou Williams mm-hmm. and Montrez Harrell, right? So, and this is a war of attrition, especially when these guys, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they are no stranger to injury. You know, so that is my concern. And if these other secondary pieces of the Bucks can carry their weight and Giannis continues to develop like he is absolutely they are strong i'm going to tell you right now though joe i will lean towards the depth absolutely i'm with you and and this guy is pulling up from 30 feet now and draining threes last night five of eight (laughs) he's on it's one thing for a team to go all right you know have the top of the key enjoy yourself we know you ain't making it would you you're just not going to be able to drive to the basket but now you've got to go out and get him. Like now you got to go out and get like, good luck, dude. Like good luck with this guy. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. It's something to watch. It truly is. Cause he really is. You can see it. He's a man on a mission. And we said it, Dane, at the end of last year, when they lost yes. to Toronto and how dejected he was, we said, you know, he is a guy that, you know, Oh, what are they going to do in the yard? Like he went immediately to work. Like yeah. he was a dude who was going to spend all off season, not in strip clubs, not in it. He was going to Europe. He was going to do whatever he had to do to develop and make his game better. And you are starting to see that right now. He is a force like no other man. It's absolutely, it's something to see. And even AD and LeBron are like, dude, you're going to start drilling 30 footers. Like, Hey man, like <laughs> tip the cap right. to you, dude. Good luck. You ain't beating him. But here's the thing, too, Joe, like what you're saying. If he starts doing that, remember what I used to say about the damn Splash Brothers in Golden State? What Mm -hmm. they're also doing is changing the spacing, but that's actually Mm -hmm. for other players, right, Joe? You know, if you got to go out and do that, that's actually getting, you know, that's actually what that's doing is getting Wesley Matthews open threes, right? Or getting lanes for Chris Middleton. So they still have yep. to take advantage of it, but it's absolutely true. You know, Giannis, yep. hey, I'll tip my cap to him. I 
big time, man. It's going to be fun to watch the second half, that's for sure. And no Eric Bledsoe last night for him. True. No number two. Yeah. Didn't need him. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. The Beard played last night, too. We'll talk about that next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Today, welcome into the grid, sportsgrid.com. Name of the show, make it rain. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dave Martinez. Full uh, game start today, this afternoon, 2 p.m. Bahamas Bowl. But, uh, yes, sir. You, can you hear me in the wind? Uh, it's a coming, so we'll get you caught up with the latest. Oh, Joe, you're going to be so proud oh. of me. You're going to be so proud of me, Joe. Why is that? When I tell you my bet. When I tell you my bet for this game, you're going to be so proud of me, Joe. In the Bahamas. Okay. All right. Good. Two o'clock. We got got plenty of time to be able to get it in, by the way, guys. We also have uh, a little later game, of course, uh, with a whole bunch of weed smokers there at Utah State taking on Kent State. Uh, We'll tell you what's going on with that game. And we'll get you ready for uh, the weekend as the bowl games are going to be coming steady and fast here for, uh, for the remaining 11 days of the season. And then, of course... You know, come first week in January, we got bowl game. We got bowl, 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 national championship and more bowls. Uh, But last night we had NBA. We had a pretty good glimpse into what the playoffs might look like moving forward here in just a couple of months. And uh, 1030 last night, Eastern time, West Coast, we got to see Houston Rockets taking on the the other L.A. team, the Clippers. Uh, And... Boy, oh boy, this was such an interesting game. But the the Houston Tech, uh, the Houston Rockets, rather, coming into this game, have not been playing well, especially as of late. A lot of times they've been falling behind in games. James Harden has to shoot 50 points in order to be able to come back and win the game. It's it's really been they've gotten themselves into some bad habits, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that. Listen, Eric Gordon's still hurt there. Um, that's that's another guy that uh, a scorer right there that less options for them. They've got a very limited bench. So it's either been 50 points or no win for the Houston uh, Rockets. So last night going into that game, they're getting five points. The total just opened up at 231 and a half. And that was just bet phew, straight up into uh, to around 235 and a half, 236. And yet all the numbers told us that that game might actually be under. At least that's what those two teams, when they have played before, uh, have they've kind of clamped down on defense. And by halftime, it was exactly what everyone thought it was going to be. The Clippers were just housing them. Uh, and Paul George, Kawhi Leonard doing their things. It was quite obviously early on that it wasn't going to be Harden's night. There were no 50 points coming from James Harden last night. But the problem is... When you exert all your damn energy to stop James Harden from scoring 50, you There's can't forget about Russell Westbrook. <laughs> like You cannot forget about Russell Westbrook. And two things happened there. They forgot about him and Russell on his way to 40 points last night. Uh, they lost their cool, too. Uh, Lou Williams gets tossed. Patrick Beverly fouls out. Um, they, you know, th- there was some... There was something else going on with the Clippers last night. They weren't uh, very happy blowing a double-digit lead uh, because they got blown out in the third quarter, and things started to unravel. So they lost Lou Williams. They lost Patrick Beverly in the fourth. 
And then all of a sudden, they had no answer. And I mean, zero answer. The minute they started concentrating on Russell Westbrook, guess what? Then Harden opened up. And that was the kind of back and forth. We, If you're the Houston Rockets, you're going, that's what I'm talking about. Go ahead, put that's everybody yeah. on Harden, and let's forget Russell West. Oh, you want to put everyone on Westbrook? Okay, here's Harden. It worked to a T last night, and it worked as a five-point underdog. Man, they got the money line win at plus 175. Houston Rockets, uh, great job, great win. Now they've won two out of three against the Clippers this season. Yeah, first of all, my man Lou Williams, you know. that One night I give out the damn prop bet on Lou Williams. He can't finish the game for me. You know, (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying, you know. (laughs) Like everyone knows on this show how much I love Lou Williams. And then I tell you to bet his prop bet and he can't finish the damn game. So I apologize for that one, people. But you're right, Joe. This is how the blueprint is drawn up, right? These two guys are so unbelievable. The question is, and it's just been so slanted towards Harden, right? This idea that he's averaging, mm-hmm. what is he averaging, like 38 a game at this point? Nice. But this is what you have to realize. This is the way it's supposed to work. Um, and so I'm intrigued to see, like, <sighs> Joe, you, you know how later on in his career, guys like Michael Jordan would purposefully at the beginning of the game try to get others involved and then he would mm-hmm. take over towards the end wouldn't something like that behoove James Harden you know because if this right. went exactly like isn't this the script isn't this the blueprint like Harden if he comes out he can score 50 whenever the hell he wants but if instead you know he was you know he had 10 assists yesterday if he got everybody else involved early and then he's the closer he's the hammer That could be a better way for this team. I'd be interested to see if they learn anything from this because we've seen it before. Kobe, Michael, that's how they do it. Um, I understand Harden is averaging so much. He might average damn 40 a game, but it may be better for the team if they get others involved early. It it definitely is. And it was on showcase there last night. You cannot. And I mean, not sleep on Russell Westbrook because he does this. Not a playoffs. You can probably sleep on him all you want. He'll just shoot himself in the foot. But the uh, during the regular season, that's not good. And listen, Paul George was lights out. He had 34 last night. You had Kawhi at his usual, you know, 28. And but they could yeah. not. They when you lose a double digit lead at home and you're the Clippers like that, that that doesn't happen very often, and it's not supposed to. And then they kind of got out of rhythm when Lou Williams went down and he got tossed. Everybody kind of lost their cool a little bit there last night. Very uncharacteristic of a Doc Rivers team. Uh, You know, it was two out of three now towards Houston. That's going to that's going to snowball come guys as the season goes. The more they keep, you know, belief is a big thing when you've already done it and been there and say, wow, I can beat this team. That's why I think Milwaukee testing themselves last night going up against a a LeBron and right. took him mano a mano and took him down the way they did. That's going to help moving forward as the uh, as the playoffs come. But all in all, last night takeaways is that Milwaukee, it's Milwaukee in the East, guys, and everybody else. I mean, let's face it; it's not even uh, it's close. Uh, the West, man, I, between Houston now, who's nineteen and nine, right? They're just a game behind uh, the Clippers. You got the Clippers, you got the Lakers, you got Houston. And yeah, that's uh, you got Milwaukee in the East. That seems to be the top tier. 
And then you've kind of got that rung right below them uh, that uh, that a lot of guys will be playing for here that include like the Miami Heat, the Indiana Pacers. The Toronto Raptors are holding tryouts. Uh, I heard Gabe is actually going this weekend. Yeah. Since now they've lost yeah. four of their starters now. Siakam's out. Fleet's gone. Uh, Norman Powell's gone. Mm-hmm. Powell. Uh, the big man Gasol, Gasol. has a, an injury, yep. has a hamstring. So congratulations. They're going to be out for a little while here, which is not good for Toronto. And even then, they're still a you know 19-win basketball team this year. And things are the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit. That's exactly the kind of crap that didn't happen to them last year. That is starting to happen to them right in, right around this year. So. Uh, but I got cemented as real. And if I'm LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I'm looking last night at that Milwaukee Bucks team going, yeah, we, we got enough to worry about here in the West, but that's a problem over there. Seven games trying to beat him and that team, seven games. Oof. Good luck, L.A. Either I mean, L.A. Combine the damn two L.A. Year. teams. I don't think you're beating them. <laughs> Put the two L.A. teams together, man. Yeah, that's yep. true, right? Yep. Imagine, yep. first of all, imagine what a roster that would be. Imagine that team. Yes, crazy. <laughs> yep. No, that would be crazy. But in yep. any event, we'll save that for another day. Um, <laughs> it all starts. <laughs> but you just said it, and I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kawhi, Paul George. Yeah, but but in any event. Um, yes. Yes, the Bucks are incredibly real. Um, I still, though, Joe, because we saw it. We saw it. Okay. But Giannis was still ridiculous and dominant last year. It took, it took mm-hmm. generational craziness from Kawhi Leonard to beat Milwaukee. Okay, to beat Giannis. It took like a uh, the shot in the corner, right, that bounced like four times around to get through Philly. And then uh, uh, Kawhi was peak Kawhi in order to do that. Yes. And so, yeah, Giannis is going to be there. I wonder, though, the same things. Will the secondary cast come up to play when it matters? And, you know, Giannis, if he's going to be shooting from 25-30, he's going to have to be hot for a month in a row in order to deliver. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if that happens. Yep. And sometimes it's just the threat of it now. If it's a threat that he does that, it it changes his game. It changes everything, man. So they're going. Question is, what is the ceiling for this team? What is the ceiling for him? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, guys. Time to head over to YouTube. Find us... Sports Grid Network. Make sure you subscribe at that little bell in the upper right-hand corner. Never miss a show. All the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time on YouTube at the Sports Grid Network. Also, hit us up on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And for those of you that are uh, that love the NHL, might be time for you to light the lamp this season. You can do so at DraftKings and FanDuel. How? Well, utilizing the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. You can learn from the very best daily fantasy sports players right now, along with getting updated fantasy hockey projections for the NHL DFS, line combinations, build stacks for tournaments, all thanks to the DailyRoto NHL DFS Lineup Optimizer. If you're playing, 
Daily Fantasy Hockey right now without using DailyRoto.com. You are doing it wrong. Get to DailyRoto.com. Enter the promo code ACTION. Get yourself a 10% discount. That promo code is ACTION. We'll get you that 10% discount. And keep in mind that DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are certainly made. So plenty, uh, plenty of uh, NBA here leading up into Christmas. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Also, last night, uh, college basketball in full swing. Uh, Joe Lisi will join us top of the hour, diving into some bowl games. Nice. Um, I believe Maxwell Smart has got two off-the-radar locks in college basketball here today that he loves. He'll share those with us next hour. So plenty of opportunities for us to be able to uh, profit heading into the weekend. And we will do that. That's why the show is called Make It Rain. Uh, But we need to talk about a little bit here of these uh, Week 16 games in the NFL because it is a unique perspective here, Dane, from a betting angle because we've got a lot of games that do not mean squadooch here, as you like to say. Nothing. There's absolutely nothing here going on uh, with some of these teams and some of these games. So it makes it interesting to handicap because what do you do with Lame duck NFL teams right now. And we've got those. Yeah, Yeah, you've got some situations now, non-contenders that have win-loss records of, let's say, six six and eight or worse. You've got reality setting in for these teams. Uh, You've got the Jets, Miami, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Indy, Jacksonville, Oakland, Denver, and the Chargers in the AFC. In the NFC, Giants, Washington, Detroit, Atlanta, Carolina, Arizona, and Chicago, all eliminated. With at least a, uh, and I believe they're with seven and seven. So um, you've got a lot of teams here. And so while we do still have the race to the bottom for draft pick purposes, you've got Cincinnati, Miami this week, Giants at Washington. Most of the eliminated teams are kind of in no man's land here uh, for the final two weeks of the season. So history has an interesting, because it's not the first time, obviously, every year this happens. So what does history tell us? when it comes to these lame duck teams and these guys that have been eliminated week 16 and 17. What it tells us is that there are a few uh, teams that you should look at and a few scenarios you should look at. Namely, give me a team with a young up-and-coming quarterback, a young up-and-coming or new coach. Give me a team that has... Um, they're in, they're not in the process of obviously self imploding, but they are still in the process of trying to evaluate what's going on, who's on this team, what are they doing? And really the reset button has already been hit and that they are looking forward to the, uh, to the future. Stay away by all means, anybody that the coach is gone next year, the quarterback in all likelihood is gone next year finger pointing, disenchantment, you name it, front office blowing up. Anybody that's about to have the the rebut, uh, reset button hit, avoid them like the plague, guys, the last two weeks. So when you look at these games coming up this weekend, Dane, we've got some interesting matchups like that. So anything that Arizona is involved in, I think they fit that category, right? Up yes. and coming coach, yes. up and coming quarterback, teams trying to figure it out. So stay away from teams like Carolina and Will Greer. Nobody cares. Uh, Stay away from them. Nobody wants to do. I still think Chicago is in that process of trying to figure out 
where are we going from here, guys? I still think that's a team. Even though they're eliminated at 7-7, seven and seven, I think Chicago's still one of those teams where while the rest of us, I think Trubisky's got something to prove. I think Nagy's got something to prove. And I think the same thing with the Rams. Um, I think both of those teams, thus eliminated, it they still have some things to play for. I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, let's all shut it down at week 16 here, Dane. No, I think that's absolutely right. And to your point, uh, Joe, one of my biggest plays of this week in the NFL is the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, we've talked mm-hmm. about this show. It's not only it's not only the uh, idea that Murray and Kingsbury they still have stuff to prove, but there's other trends here we've been talking about, right? Road division dogs. They're getting a full last mm-hmm. time I checked they're nine and a half or ten. That's just too much for me. Okay, so yes, I buy what you're saying in terms of the narrative. Find teams that still, you know, um are not just playing out the string, have something to play for, even if that is momentum for next year. I completely buy that. And there's other reasons in this Seattle-Arizona game. I mentioned the division. I mentioned the idea Mm -hmm. that it's almost double digits, which is too much. But also, Joe, look at Seattle's wins at home this year. They have not Mm -hmm. been impressive, okay? All the way back to week one, Cincinnati almost beat them in Seattle, right? Tampa Bay had to be overtime, you know? Uh, So they have not played pulled away from teams in Seattle, I think the backdoor cover, if anything, is live. Seattle, I think, wins this game. Russell Wilson will not allow a loss to happen, but 10 or mm-hmm. nine and a half is too many. I'm with you. Arizona is one of my plays this week. Yeah, you. Uh, th- there's a few games on that schedule. There's obviously a bunch of there are a bunch of games here, guys, and teams that uh, you, know, you don't want to be anywhere near. And I will say this. The Jets... As big a dumpster fire as they have been this year, Adam Gase is not going anywhere. Sam Darnold is not going anywhere, guys. They might have injuries left and right, but if they didn't prove to you last week, yeah, they were going to be outmatched on the road in Baltimore. Yeah, that team did not quit last week, guys, and that's what you need to take away. So they find themselves in a situation where they're playing a team battling for their playoff lives in the Pittsburgh Steelers, an AFC rivalry of sorts here, guys. Don't discount the Jets because, you you know, we've labeled them dumpster fire because they do fit that exact mold that we just talked about. A team with a promising coach quarterback combination building towards next year, trying to get guys fighting for their paychecks for their positions. Right. The Jets are in that. Mm -hmm. Don't wipe them out. They're playing a team that's battling. And this is, it doesn't get any bigger than that for those guys. If you want to make, uh, you know, the roster next year, you want to keep getting paid, yeah. then a win or at least balling out against a team like Pittsburgh is going to go a long way. So I think the Jet game is very intriguing from that standpoint where they not they may not be as talented, but like we saw last week, if you don't think a backdoor cover, even if they fall behind, is out of the question, you're nuts, guys. Right. You're nuts. That's where the value is. Yeah, I agree with you on that on that side. But also in this game, listen, I think the Jets uh, like top three run defense is a big deal Mm -hmm. in this game, Joe. Okay, Connor coming back off the injury may get more attempts and snaps and rushes, and that's fine. But the Jets have been able to slow every team down running the ball. Okay, then, Joe, for me, the question in this game is if you put it on the arm of Duck Hodges, 
what happens. Last Sunday night, we saw that Duck Hodges, you know, he brought it. He, he, he had to make Tomlin decide if he needed to stick with him as their starting quarterback. So that's not a positive kind of proof point. OK, and I want to see if Duck Hodges can go out and win this game uh, with it hit on his arm. And then on the other side, yeah. you're looking for narratives, Joe. Yeah, I think Le'Veon Bell will be up for this one. How about you? Yeah, it's, don't discount teams uh, just because they sucked. Uh, and you're like, oh, right. God, Eric Dunks And the Jets are the perfect category. Now, the Giants are not in that ballpark, guys. The Giants, in all likelihood, you've got a front office that yeah. it, if it ain't Gettleman, it's going to be Shermer. If it ain't, it, or it could be Gettleman and Shermer. Then while you and. did they <laughs> announce that uh, Danny Dimes is playing yet? I haven't heard a formal announcement, but it is trending that way. Right. It's trending that way. It's trending right? that way, so but I don't know for I sure. Would, I'll double check to see if anything's come out. In Washington, guys, you've got the future quarterback uh, going on there. You got a team that, like I have said, it's one of the games earlier in the week I pointed out to you that don't sleep on the Redskins. The, since Callahan's taken over, they've gone to the run. This team has been competitive. They've covered. They've made some money for betters. And, oh, yeah, um, there's going to be an opportunity for guys on the Washington Redskins, again, to earn paychecks next year, to come back. It's going to be a little bit new, but they've got the pieces in place to go out there and make life very difficult for a Giants team who I think has way more question marks than answers moving forward. Yeah, and uh, Daniel Jones is practicing and getting first-team reps. Um, he was yes. at least in Wednesday and Thursday's practice. So you got to assume he will be under yep. center. Um, I hear you. I, I agree with you. Uh, a, a guy that I respect, Emery Hunt, who uh, has done stuff on this network before, literally put out a piece yesterday talking about how, listen, the, the Washington passing attack could be big time next year, right, with these Ohio mm -hmm. State guys together. And so this is the opportunity to, to build some of that to build some of that confidence. Also with a guy like Danny Dimes throwing to Darius Slayton and giving it to Saquon. Yep. You know, that is some of the things that happen. The other thing I will note, I think you're right, Joe, when teams are just playing out the string, it's, you know, it's that, right? Playing out the string for what and for who, like Gabe likes to say. But mm -hmm. there's also, you're putting stuff on film, Joe. You are still putting stuff on film, if not for your team, for the 31 others, okay? Because it's a vicious business. And so if I'm a new coach coming into one of these spots, those are the first two game films I turn on. See who's yep. still giving it. Yeah. Yeah. I avoid the Panthers. I avoid uh, the Browns. I avoid. You think they rally yeah, out of Jacksonville and the Falcons? I, I avoid the Raiders. I avoid all of yep. that, uh, guys. Yep. They, they've already quit. Nothing else you need to see. We know what don't, it is. Don't waste time. Lockers cleaned out. Time is money. Don't waste it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Week 16 in the NFL, getting ready to uh, kick off tomorrow, just about 24 hours away. And uh, yes, it's uh, three games <clears throat> that have some meaning 
certainly in the uh, in the landscape of how the playoffs are going to shape and seating and all that good stuff. Yeah. And we've got a uh, opportunity here, I think, uh, certainly Saturday to uh, parlay a couple of wins into a big Sunday uh, on the card. And we'll dive into some of these uh, games now. Again, top of the hour, we'll bring in uh, Joe Lisi. We'll dive into some bowl action. Uh, we'll also talk a little, uh, some uh, two under-the-radar games today in college hoops that uh, I happen to love as well. So we'll get uh, our buddy Maxwell there from right. the uh, sports, gig, uh, sports Keg gang to uh, let us know exactly where he's laying the awesome. money down. But these Saturday games, Dane, we'll start with the game that's yep. first on the card, although it is uh, actually, I believe, last on the uh, – it's the night game. But for some reason, it's actually first on the uh, on the card – uh, it's in, it's a great game and it's a great game from the standpoint of, we know the Rams, we just said fit that mold that they, they're not, I don't have no doubts that the Rams are not quitting here. Absolutely not quitting. Um, the golf has still got to get better. Uh, they got a bad taste in their mouth the way it, uh, the way it ended last week while I was disappointed in the effort that they provided last week against, uh, Dallas. I still think it's not going to be very difficult for this team to get up for the 49ers. And then the 49ers, conversely, let's face it, they are they know what's at stake here. So this game is great from that standpoint. But the line, what are we showing to Fandle? Still six, six and a half? Has it made it to a touchdown yet? Six and a half. Six and a half. It's still six and a half. Total 44 and a half over here. So 44 and a half. Yep. Yeah. You um, listen, the first time these two played, these two uh, guys played, right? I do believe that it was the 49ers defense that, that Jared Goff was seeing ghosts, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe Jared Goff was like, right. I have no, I uh, like, I've never seen anything like this. So, all right, now you've got a second shot at him, as does Sean McVay. Second shot at this defense. They are a little banged up there, San Francisco, but I think there's no doubt they, they got to win. They know they have to win. They want that number one seed. So when you look at this, yeah. Are you expecting the Rams to show up and show out, lay it all out on the line? Or are you, like uh, a lot of people I've talked to, a little concerned with the effort that we've seen from them? And maybe if it gets, if they get down, maybe it's over. Yeah, I mean, I'm not concerned with whatever effort the Rams come with because I see it in a different vein. I see it that if San Francisco comes with their effort, then they got mm-hmm. enough to win this game by the number, okay? And to me, as I look at this game, Joe, the worst thing that could happen for the Rams was the fact that Atlanta tripped them up last week. To me, that's the worst mm-hmm. thing because, to me, that makes it more of a relative certainty that I can trust San Fran to bring their real A game. I don't think they'll lay mm-hmm. an egg two weeks in a row or get caught in the trap, okay? And then... The only times they've lost is, you know, to Baltimore in a field goal game, to uh, Seattle in a huge overtime game. If San Fran brings it, I think they're good enough at home to beat the Rams by more than a touchdown. And because they lost in a heartbreaker last week, I'm and they saw Seattle pull even with them, I think they bring their A game. I also don't like that it's back-to-back road games for the Rams. I do believe that the Rams have found a little bit of something in their different approach. But I think San Fran, like you said, needs it, and they got their stinker out of the way last week, in my opinion. I'll lay the points and take San Fran. It's um, 
the 49ers are actually getting a little healthier, which is good news. Uh, Sherman practiced this week. Kawan Williams, uh, who had a concussion, uh, he too is back uh, is back at practice. So they're getting they're getting a little healthier. They still don't have D Ford, uh, but listen, we all know the the key to Jared Goff is much like the key to beating Tom Brady. Uh, get in his face. He is absolutely abysmal and makes really weird decisions. <laughs> When he gets pressure in his face, if you give Jared Goff time, get him out. He's a different quarterback, but that's exactly what the 49ers do. Now, D Ford would be a big help towards that going in there and causing all sorts of havoc there in the backfield. But they'll have a solid pass rush without him. It's going to be very hard once again uh, for Jared Goff, especially with Sherman back there now. Kawan Williams, you're going to have some guys that uh, are going to make it very difficult for them. I don't know that they're going to be able to run the ball either. And it was very weird, the usage of, again, you know, Todd Gurley last week, Dane. Maybe that was the most confounding thing to me. Like, he had two yards in the second quarter. Like, what in the – what are we doing again Mm -hmm. here? Like, I don't understand his usage there. I don't know if that changes. Uh, The best way to be able to back some pressure off, of course, is be able to run the ball. But the market is very strange. The market is all over. You got 70, almost 80% of the tickets accounting for almost about 90% of the money right now, Dane, on the 49ers. That means you probably got both public and professional money coming in on the 49ers, Mm -hmm. laying the points there. I think the value is in the total. Uh, I think we've got a divisional matchup again in December where, you know, teams are going to be battling, are going to play each other. I do love the, you know, we know one thing about the Rams. Their strongest unit is certainly on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to make it difficult there for, uh, you know, for Garoppolo and company, certainly to tie in to run the ball. I think the number is what, 45, 44 and a half, 45. 44 and a half. I think both defenses, yeah, uh, after embarrassing losses last week, I think both defenses are going to be pissed. I think both of them are going to come out. And, yeah, I, I definitely think the value lies in the total in this game. Divisional unders in December have been one of the most profitable systems around, Dane. So uh, I'm not going to get in front of it. I'm going to go ahead and expect Goff not to have a great day and the defenses to be the story. San Francisco will make enough plays to win, but I don't think we come close to 45 in this game. Yeah, I like that play. You know, Joe, one of the things you've heard me talk about all season long is the value of Gurley and feeding Gurley the ball and what that means for this Rams offense, right? Literally, Joe, if he gets the ball 15 or more carries, the Rams have only lost once this season. When he gets it 14 or less, they've only won once this season, right? So we know San Fran can run the ball. If they give the ball to Todd Gurley, what is that profile? The clock keeps running, less possessions. You add in these defenses. I think, think, you know, this vibes, we talk about correlated bets, right? This vibes with the narrative of how you are laying out both teams will try to move the ball and win the game. And I buy Mm -hmm. it, Joe. I think San Francisco wins. Maybe it's closer. Maybe they don't cover, but I think they win by a touchdown or more. But I'm with you. I think this is a lower scoring game, divisional matchup, stuff on the line, these trends, uh, these trends to the under. uh, Just uh, so you guys know, in case you missed the the first game, I'm give you the line here on Jared Goff so you understand what we're talking about here. Uh, he had a great game, actually. Uh, he was 13 of 24 uh, for 78 yards uh, in that game. So uh, it was very uh, – and that's not just like a quarter or a half. That's the full game. Uh, he was 13 of 24 for 78 yards. 
Yeah, they also were only able to rush for 3.3 yards per carry in that game. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I don't see that changing very much this game. Uh, but to your point, they got to run to give themselves a shot. So we'll see how much uh, time they allow Goff to go back and go. That's not going to happen. Game number two. This is a game girl missed. On this card. This is a game girl didn't play. Yes, that's correct. This was yeah, also it a was game another, girl he it didn't was, play in at all. Yep. Nope. It was the yeah, Daryl Henderson all day. game. Yeah, Henderson. Right, yeah, Brown all day. Yeah, exactly. And Daryl Henderson. And then on the yep. Fran San Fran side, this is before, I believe, I think this is before the uh, trade of Manny Sanders. That's correct. You know? Yep, that's um, correct. So and there were still question marks about Garoppolo. They, were, they kind of, I, once they got the lead, San Francisco backed off. Certainly offensively, they got very vanilla, um, but, you know, they easily won the game simply because Goff could not, he couldn't operate once you got in his face and they were in his face. But that's the M.O. We know that with Goff. He's that's uh, that's something they're going to have to work on because they're coming. They are definitely coming after him once again. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's definitely uh, on his way. Uh, all right, early game there on Saturday is another uh, interesting matchup from the standpoint of one team definitely got something playing for here to Houston Texans, taking on the uh, taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks, who quarterback still got something to play for, still got something to prove. Bruce Arians yeah. is not a guy who throws in the towel by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they would love yes. nothing more than to be able to stick it uh, to them there and the Buccaneers. Underrated, I think, Dane. Brutal schedule this year. They had a seven-week stretch without a home game. We forget that, guys. Week four through ten. Mm-hmm. Remember that, Dane? They didn't have a damn home game. Yes. They were all yes. over the map. Um, this is a team that a lot of people just kind of shrugged off because it's, oh, INT Jameis. Well, they're not nearly as bad as the market makes them out the seam. There might be some sneaky value here backing the Bucks as an underdog in this spot, Dane. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, to me, we, you know, when we talk about like the quarterbacks for next year and stuff like that, we've had this conversation right. already. Uh, does the Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, Jameis Winston com- brain trust combo, do they get another shot? And they have proven, in my opinion, and it sounds like you too, that yeah. They deserve another bite at the apple. Is it on the upswing? This is the exact kind of team that can use the end of the season to build momentum and confidence, right? We saw that at a Jimmy mm-hmm. G in the Niners at the end of a year. This is the exact kind of team. They're also, I mean, I also think they are going to try to get Jameis 5,000 yards. He's got that. He's got a record book um, on the line as well. I know there's no Evans. I know there's no Godwin, but Tampa Bay is going to sling it. Will they turn the ball over some as well? Yes. But I think Deshaun Watson will come back with Hopkins and Fuller. I think this will be a shootout. I also, Joe, isn't there always teams that go into Tampa and lay an egg? It just feels like people go into Tampa all the time, usually flying west to east, which won't necessarily be the case. But people lay eggs in Tampa all the time, unfamiliar opponent. Mm -hmm. This one stinks a little bit to me. Everyone knows Houston has more to play for and all that. But I, I, I don't have data, but this smells fishy to me. I think Tampa can 
like you said, they're better than people think. Maybe they can hang and make a play. I think Jameis is on the upswing here. I'm worried for Texans fans in this one because it seems so easy. Biggest problem in this game for the Texans, uh, it's very close to what we just talked about, Jared Goff. Jameis Winston's Mm. numbers, when he is under pressure, he's got a 45 QBR, guys. When he has a clean pocket, um, he's 100. He's a 100 QBR quarterback, which means, guys, he will rip you apart throwing the ball 40 times. The worst part is that you are... In Houston, without J.J. Watt, you are the second worst team in the league on quarterback pressures. You're terrible. So if you're going to give Jameis Winston all day to throw, I don't care who he's throwing to, whether it be Perriman, O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid. I don't care. I do know this about uh, I do know this certainly about uh, what they're going to try to do and continue to try to do. Bruce Arians, you got a quarterback that just went back to back 450 yard games. He ain't stopping. Mm -hmm. He ain't stopping, especially knowing that you can't get to him. You can't get to Jameis. And Jameis is one of the best quarterbacks when he's got the pocket. It's going to be a very long day. They're going to have to figure, Romeo Cornell and company are going to have to figure something out. Because if you don't get to him, it's over for Houston, guys. I hate to break it to you. It's over. Which means that week 17 against Tennessee Uh could be for all the marbles, guys. Do not sleep on this team. No, it's a juice also. I think I'm going to get to three and a half, Joe. I think I'm going to get to three and a half. And I might take it. Tampa plus three and a half. I think it's going that way. We'll take a look at the full numbers. We'll do that next year on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, get ready. Top of the hour. Joe Lisi will join us. Uh, go for two. Damn it. We'll talk a little uh, bowl action here. Get his thoughts on the uh, the upcoming games. Talking about uh, week 16 in the NFL Saturday games here. We talked about the, uh, the Rams and the 49ers. First game on the card. Last game of the day. Uh, Dane and I both like the total in that game. The under is probably where to focus your attention on. Uh, this game for Tampa taking on the Texans. Uh, it is, uh, it's hovering around that three. It's kind of where it's been the total, uh, 49 and a half 50, somewhere in that ballpark. There is some weather to keep an eye on. Like we told you, uh, the Bahamas bowl today, but all weekend long, apparently Florida is going to be blanketed here with uh, a whole lot of rain and wind. So, uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, but there's value in an underdog spot here with Jameis Winston, and uh, and company. I know a lot of people just want to say, oh, Deshaun Watson, but uh, the metrics don't prove out to be that. And the metrics prove that this is a bad, bad uh, matchup from the standpoint of you can't get any pressure on Jameis and Jameis rips people apart who don't. And that's the big story here. And I don't care who he's throwing to. Wasn't like Perryman didn't have a good week last week. He'll have a good week again this week. And and Arians, He's going to put guys in a position to catch damn footballs. That's what he's going to do. It's what he always does. It's a scary game for the Houston Texans. Yeah, I agree. I am scared also, Joe. So I'm glad we see this similarly. Hey, quickly, Joe, from a fantasy standpoint, if we believe we 500 yards or 400 yards, right, 
then uh, mm-hmm. let's also remember someone's got to catch the ball. So people like Perryman, and I'll tell you also, Joe, O.J. Howard is someone to watch in fantasy this week. I will have mm-hmm. him in some DFS rounds uh, where applicable because he's going to get more targets. You have to, There's going to be other targets for Tampa Bay. So keep an eye out on that, even in DFS. Jameis is going to throw for 400. Who's going to catch him? All right, so you can get ahead yep. of them. There's some opportunity there in the DFS and fantasy world. Absolutely. I, there certainly is, and uh, I... They ain't going to try to run it an awful lot. I can tell you that. But no Evans, no Godwin. But Jameis still trying to prove his worth and another contract there in Tampa. There's opportunities, guys. We'll talk about that third game. We'll talk. Uh, we'll cover all the NFL next hour. We'll cover Joe Lisi after the top of the hour, college football and college hoops. Big final hour coming up next year on The Grid. Let's make it rain, people, on this Friday. 